everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the Postcast, production of the cast for Star Tribune and Pokes Authority. I am Davis Potter, Wyoming beat writer for the Star Tribune. This will be a little different podcast in that I don't have my usual sidekick. Brady Altman's with me. I'm recording this late on a Thursday night, and uh, Brady had scheduling conflicts, so uh, I will be riding solo on this bowl-centric podcast. Uh, obviously, Wyoming has been um, invited to a bowl game and then uh, also look at the uh, college football playoff matchups and uh, give some predictions on on those games and then uh, the national championship uh, coming up next month so um, that'll be in the second segment but uh, before we get started on anything just wanted to uh, note that Logan Wilson Wyoming senior linebacker in the Casper native earned his second All-America nod on Thursday he was named a second-team All-American by USA Today. Um, earlier this month, he was named a first-team All-American by Pro Football Focus. And I would venture to say it won't be his last All-American nod. Um, you know, he just had a great season for Wyoming. And not only in tackles, but uh, I believe he still leads all FBS linebackers with four interceptions. So, um you know, just a typical Logan Wilson season all over the ball and, you know, really hasn't gotten a whole lot of recognition um, in, in his career just as, as far as all-conference, um, you know, all-American type of, of accolades. Uh, but uh, he is uh, racking up, racking them up now and uh, deservedly so. And it's it's so, so funny because, you know, as, as good of a player as he's become and just the way he's evolved into what he's become at Wyoming when you talk about him – um, you know, being a safety and cornerback and, a, and even a kicker at Jerona County High School to morphing into one of the best linebackers in the country. Um, you know, Logan's just as good, if, if not a better person. Um, you know, I, I love everything that Logan Wilson stands for, and um, there is no doubt that Logan will be drafted. Um, but whatever uh, he decides to do in life, that, that guy's going to be successful. So, um, you know, you always like to – like to see um, guys like that get get that sort of recognition, uh, you know, when when they have the kind of season that he's had, and uh, you know, hope that Wyoming fans enjoy watching him play in a in a Wyoming uniform uh, one last time because he's going to be a it's going to be a hard one to replace for the Cowboys next year. But um, yeah, so his last game will be in the Arizona Bowl, which is the bowl that uh, finally got revealed. For Wyoming um, on Sunday, when all 39 balls matchups were announced, um, they will be taking on Georgia State out of the Sun Belt um, on New Year's Eve. That'll be a 2:30 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff um, in Tucson from Arizona Stadium, which is where the University of Arizona plays. Um, the game will be on uh, the CBS Sports Network and. Uh, Interesting matchup in that uh, both of these teams really like to run the ball a lot. I mean, I think this could be sort of similar to um, the Air Force game um, where you just don't see the ball put in the air a ton. Um, Wyoming will, will put their really stout run defense up against the Sun Belt's leading rusher. Uh, I can't think of the na- his name off the top of my head, but um, their running back has rushed for more than 1,200 yards this season and um, that's what they like to do is, uh, is run the ball. So um, could be a, a relatively quick game out in uh, Tucson on on New Year's Eve. But, um, you know, the, the big question really is going to be um, who Wyoming starts at quarterback because uh, 
Um, Craig Bowl on, on his teleconference um, Sunday night after the bowl games were announced, uh, you know, I asked him, um, you know, if he has made a decision there or uh, if there's going to be a competition to where Levi Williams, the true freshman, could possibly start the bowl game. And, you know, Craig said that they will both, he and Tyler Vanderbilt will both play, but he was pretty noncommittal outside of that. And, um, you know, basically said that, uh, they it will be a competition, and um, that that quarterback position is going to be one that they're going to evaluate all the way up until the bowl game. And um, you know, he, he admitted that the offense has got to be better. Um, this is an offense that that has just struggled mightily um, the last month of the season. And look, you lose your starting quarterback. Um, you know, there's you know that's that's to be expected to an extent. I mean, starters are starters for a reason, backups are backups for a reason, and um, so you, you expected a le- maybe a little bit of a dip, um, there, but, um, you know, this is an offense that's a- that's averaged barely 15 points a game over their last four games of the regular season. Um, you know, Tyler Vanderwall, you know, he came on, made that first start against Boise state was really efficient, you know, completed more than 60% of his passes, but, you know, then he, the next week at Utah state, he had those four turnovers and, you know, he dealt with the ankle injury against Colorado State and then came back and sustained a hand injury late against Air Force and just hasn't been nearly as effective the, those last couple of games. Um, and then, obviously, they decided to start rotating Levi Williams in against Colorado State, and he is really given that position um, so, uh, a boost and, and sort of a, you know, you know, a shot of momentum that, that it really needed. But it's just been, you know, it's a true freshman. The playbook is pared down been used primarily as a runner uh you wonder if they're going to use this bowl prep uh to you know really um get him more immersed in the playbook where they can expand it and use him more as a passer um but there's a lot of unknowns and obviously they're not you know craig and that coaching staff's not really going to divulge anything until you know they trot out onto the field um there in tucson on new New year's eve where uh, we will probably all find out together exactly what their plan is but that's that's obviously uh, something to uh, to keep an eye on. Um, they will, or they, uh, Wyoming, I should say, will um, hold most of its practices on, on campus um, here in, in, in Laramie before they leave uh, for Tucson. I believe that they're, they are slated to leave um, for the bowl side on December 27th. Um, Craig Bowl will have a press conference on Monday. Um, so we'll get some more content, maybe get some more insight, um, from that when, when that happens, but, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll get most of their practices in here and then, uh, you know, they'll have one or two practices there at the bowl site, but, uh, I I don't know, it's already mid December. So, uh, it feels like new year's Eve will be here before you know it. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, just be interesting to see sort of if, if, if this is the matchup that that it looks like on paper where both of these teams are just going to try to run the ball down each other's throats. And um, obviously Wyoming has been really good at stopping the run. Um, to be honest with you, I haven't even um, done a deep dive into Georgia state's um, defense and what they look like on, on that side of the ball. And, you know, judging by uh, what Craig Bull said on the teleconference on Sunday, he, you know, they haven't really, as of then, they hadn't really done a deep dive into Georgia state either. They've, um, you know, Craig and his staff have spent most of their time since the uh, since the regular season finale at Air Force recruiting. Because uh, remember, they've got uh, they've got the early signing day 
uh, coming up on Wednesday, uh, which is obviously a less than a week away. And so they're going to be signing most of their, uh, most of their uh, prospects in the 2020 recruiting class on that day. So they're, they're, they're sort of mixing in um, recruiting and, and, you know, getting bowl prep ready and getting a practice routine down. And so a lot, a lot to juggle for that, for that coaching staff and that team uh, over the next couple of weeks um, as they get ready for this bowl game. But uh, it, it's interesting, it, you know, looking at the matchup too, two seven and five teams, um, Buffalo actually finished third in their division in the Sun Belt uh, behind a ranked Appalachian State team and, and a Georgia Southern team that wins a lot of games with that option offense that they run. Um, both of these teams open the season with a win over an SEC team. Um, most everybody listening to this podcast probably knows, remembers uh, Wyoming's win over Missouri and their opener. But Buffalo went down to, uh, to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, – Knocked off the Vols uh, in, in a shocker, and and that uh, in their opener. Now Tennessee didn't uh, prove to be very good, and neither did Missouri, for that matter. Um, obviously, when since they've uh, since they've made a coaching change there in Columbia and actually uh, signed or uh, hired uh, Appalachian State's coach uh, Eli Drinkwitz, um, which is sort of ironic, but um, yeah, I mean, I think this is. A, uh, a capable Georgia State team. Um, it's a fairly new Georgia State team. Um, they did not have a football program until 2010. Um, so they're sort of new to the scene, and I'm still relatively new to all this. So, um, yeah, I mean, we can get, we'll get deeper into this matchup as, as they actually start getting to, into the heart of their bowl prep. But, uh, yeah, should be it should be an interesting matchup, um, you know, come New Year's Eve in Tucson. But, uh Go ahead and take a break there, and uh, when we come back, I will look at the the college football playoff matchups and uh, make some predictions. Hey everybody, welcome back into the postcast, and now we're going to uh, I'm going to take a look at the uh, college football playoff matchups and uh, give my take on how I think those games are going to play out and who's going to win the national championship. But I uh, first wanted to just run through real quickly the rest of the Mountain West bowl lineup for any of you who may be interested in what other conference teams are, uh, what bowls they're playing in, what those matchups look like. Um, so Memphis didn't end up beating Cincinnati again, for the AAC championship. So Boise State did not receive the Group of Fives New Year's Six bid. Um, instead, they will 
head to the Las Vegas Bowl and play Washington and get a matchup against their former coach, Chris Peterson, in his final game as Washington's coach. Uh, If you missed it, uh, Peterson uh, sort of shockingly announced earlier this month that uh, he's going to be stepping down as Washington's coach. So that is one to watch for a number of reasons. Um, Mentioned on last week's podcast, it was very likely that the Pac-12 and or the Big 12 wouldn't have enough teams to fill their bowl allotment. And uh, sure enough, uh, the Big 12 didn't. So uh, the Cheez-It Bowl ended up picking Air Force as uh, the replacement team in that game. And um, the Falcons will go for their 11th win. Uh, against Washington State out of the Pac-12 and Mike Leach and his uh, his air raid offense. So uh, two contrasting offensive styles there, which should make that matchup an interesting one. Um, let's see here. I'm scrolling through just to uh, just to see. Um, Hawaii, as expected, will stay on the island and play in the Hawaii Bowl against BYU in what should be an entertaining matchup. Uh, Utah State will play... On the first day of bowl season, um, which is Friday, uh, December 20th, uh, they will play Kent State in the Frisco Bowl there in Texas. Um, In the New Mexico Bowl, uh, San Diego State will take on Central Michigan. Uh, I think that's the matchup. Let me scroll down and make sure I've got that right. Uh, No San Diego State's in the New Mexico Bowl, but... um, yeah, Central Michigan, that game's on the 21st. And Nevada will be the last Mount West team to play uh, as they take on Ohio in the uh, Potato Bowl on January 3rd. Uh, so that is the rest of the Mount West Bowl on up. As far as the games that will determine a national champion, uh, the national semifinals in the college football playoff will be played on December 28th. Um, as expected, LSU... Um, Ohio State and Clemson held on to the top three spots after winning their respective conference championship games. The only question was who was going to get that fourth spot after uh, LSU beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. And uh, Utah sort of cleared the path (laughs) uh, with its loss, um, with its bludgeoning, actually, uh, to Oregon in the uh, Pac-12 championship game. And that... Um, left the door open for the winner of Oklahoma and Baylor in the Big 12 championship game, both top 10 teams going into that one. And, man, both of those teams wanted it bad. Uh, That game goes into overtime with uh, Oklahoma escaping, and the Sooners get the fourth and final playoff seat. And uh, their prize is uh, facing top-seeded LSU. Um, And, I I mean – Somebody is going to have to hold LSU to less than 30 points for me to believe that they're going to lose. I mean, they are just in, they're on a, LSU's in a totally different stratosphere right now offensively. Um, you know, Joe Bur- Burrow is out there winning every major award that there is offensively. Uh, he's going to win the Heisman. Uh, Jamar Chase, one of their several. Uh, Impact receivers won the Bolitnikoff Award as the best receiver in college football. Um, you know, they, they've just been a machine all year. And, again, I mean, it, you've got to score, you know, in the mid-30s, if you're the opposition, just to stay in the same ballpark as them and even give yourself a realistic chance. I mean, LSU is putting up 50 points a game almost. And um, it's just incredible what, what that offense has done. Um 
here in uh, Joe Burrow's final season there. I mean, he just looks like a completely different quarterback um, from the uh, from the guy that transferred into Ohio State and, you know, sort of was getting his feet wet last year. And, um, yeah, I just – I mean, I'm not saying Oklahoma can't, can't score with them some, but LSU's defense is playing a lot better. Um, but, I mean, I just – that offense is just too prolific at this point. I mean, and Georgia was a top five defense in the country. I mean, I actually think that them and Ohio State were one and two um, in terms of defensive statistics nationally, and it just didn't matter. I mean, LSU just ran right through. I mean, it took them a little while. I mean, Georgia, um, you know, hung around there early. But, I mean, once that offense gets in a groove, and it just seems like once you once they hit a big play – uh, I mean, it's just a snowball. It just snowballs in terms of momentum, and I mean, Georgia didn't have any answers in the second half, and um, LSU just did what LSU does, and I fully expect them to beat Oklahoma uh, out in the Fiesta Bowl, and then uh, what I think will be the better game is uh, Clemson and Ohio State, and I think Clemson will pull the upset of Ohio State, which is really, really strange to say. <laughs> Um, for a defending national champion who has won almost 30 games in a row. I can't remember what the exact number is on their winning streak, but they haven't lost in two years. And yet they're the three seed and Ohio State is the two seed. Uh, you know, everybody has sort of bashed on Clemson's schedule. And I'm not saying it was good necessarily. I mean, the ACC was very weak this season. But, I mean, you know, similar to LSU, Clemson was putting 50 points on everybody and, and boat racing everybody in that conference. Um, and and a lot, I think a lot of people forget, too, that this is the same team largely, minus all those defensive linemen that they lost to the NFL. This is the same team, the same makeup, the same personnel, for the most part, that went and curb-stomped Alabama last year by 30 points in the national championship game. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence obviously back at quarterback. You got Travis Etienne at running back. Um, you got an all-American linebacker in Isaiah Simmons. Um, you know, they've got, still got plenty of dudes. I mean, everybody talks about Alabama's recruiting classes every year being number one. Well, Clemson is right there below them. And sometimes Clemson's had the number one class. I mean, they have – there's a reason that they are doing what they're doing. And they have stockpiled talent, and most of that talent is still there. Um, and I think they're going to beat Ohio State. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it may take – it could take uh, Clemson a little while to sort of get up to the speed of the game in that atmosphere because I do think Ohio State's probably the the fastest, most athletic defense that Clemson's probably seen all season. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Clemson struggles a little bit and, and it's close for a quarter or a half. But eventually I, th- I think Clemson will settle in, get used to the speed, and I think they'll pull away from Ohio State in the second half. And – obviously set up a uh, LSU-Clemson national championship game, and I don't really have a whole lot more to say about LSU. I mean, I, I think I do think Clemson is good enough to sort of go tat for tat with them uh, just in terms of scoring and keep up that way. But, again, if, if Clemson is not able to hold them to less than 30, 35 points, I just don't see how Clemson is going to beat them. Uh, and, and and I don't think anybody's going to beat them. I think LSU is going to beat Clemson. I think they're going to win the national championship. And, and, oh, by the way, the national championship game is being played in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome down in New Orleans in LSU's backyard. So, yeah, 
good luck to anybody that has to play them there. Um, I, I, I just think this is LSU's season. I mean, you talk about Ed Orgeron and sort of the his redemptive story, you know, after he sort of flamed out at, at Ole Miss and, you know, didn't get the permanent job at, at USC and um, finally got job he wanted at LSU all along and um, obviously Joe Burrow doing what he's doing. Uh, I don't know. It just sort of feels like LSU's year. And uh, I think that would be the perfect capper for them to go down uh, in New Orleans in their backyard and win the national championship there. Uh, I mean, that's sort of like storybook stuff, I guess. But um, that's how I see it playing out. Uh, but as the old adage goes, that's why they play the game. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, we can go ahead and wrap it up there. Do want to make one quick note, uh, Wyoming basketball, they will step back into non-conference play, which sort of sounds weird this time of year, but, um, they did play their first two Mountain West games last week and lost both of those, uh, the latter to New Mexico. Um, Wyoming actually started scoring some points and all of a sudden against Air Force in New Mexico, they couldn't, uh, get any stops on the defensive end, which has sort of been their calling card all year, but, uh, they'll be back in the Arena Auditorium on Saturday against Northern Colorado, where they will be looking to end a four-game losing streak. So, But uh, be sure to uh, stay locked in to uh, Trib.com and PokesAuthority.com. Uh, we will have complete uh, bowl practice coverage, uh, basketball coverage. Um, and then, obviously, when Wyoming leaves for the bowl site in Arizona, uh, we will be on site uh, for – their prep leading up to the game and obviously coverage of the game. Uh, we will be out there. So um, we'll have you covered at trip.com and pokesauthority.com. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Pokes Authority and at Wild Varsity. You can follow me on Twitter at Davis E. Potter. Um, this podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. So be sure to uh, like it, follow us, download it, give us that five-star rating. Uh, We appreciate all of you for listening as always, and uh, we will catch up with you again next week.